What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. Today was an interesting day. Uh, so I've, I've talked about it recently uh, where I wanted to talk to uh, one of my old sailors about the reasons why I wasn't the leader for them. And I, I say that because uh, when I was at Sailor's Chief, they struggled to perform at the level that they needed to, just bare minimum required, right? There was a lot of issues with uh, maturity there. Um, performance suffered as a result of not just that maturity and, and where they were at in their development, but also my leadership style. Uh, it was when I was a young chief and still kind of figuring things out. I hadn't quite... I mean, I the, the thoughts were forming, but I hadn't quite matured to the point of application as far as figuring out everybody's motivator and then leveraging that motivator and molding my style. And I hate using that word now, but like molding the way that I did things to them and that motivator, right? To basically adapt my st- myself and my style, if you will, to that person uh, instead of trying to mold them to me. And uh, so back at this point, I was still kind of applying a blanket like application of uh, the tools that I had, thinking that the sailors that I was trying to uh, lead needed to mold themselves to that to that application, to the to the things that I was doing. Right. And uh, I, I had success with pretty much all of them, except this one, I I think I could have had more success if I was doing it differently, but we did well when looking back and then having gone through a second chiefs tour since then it's, it's pretty easy to identify the holes and and what I did wrong and what I could have done better because I was still learning and maturing as a leader. I mean, I think I still am. Um, but back then I, I was really figuring out the fundamentals of chiefing and, uh, I got the opportunity today. So I ran into the sailor pretty in the last few months. I ran into him once. Uh, we talked a little bit at dental, but I had to like go in. And then uh, we talked again recently. Uh, oh, I was proctoring an exam the other day and he was he was taking the exam. We interact a little bit and then he messaged me and uh, and kind of he, he's actually the one that kind of breached the topic a little bit. I, I had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to go talk to him before he or he or I transferred or moved on or whatever, but it was kind of on the back burner. I got a lot going on, especially with my uh, health issues that I've mentioned a few times. Um, but we, I got the opportunity because he, he basically broached the topic. He, he sent me a Facebook message uh, saying that he wanted to talk to me, basically the same desire that I had to kind of, talk through it and just be like, Hey, I realized as I matured and I grew and the experiences I I had afterwards, um, that I was very difficult and immature. And I, I'm sure I was a giant pain for you and I didn't do a good job there. And I'm, I'm, I regret that. Right. And, but he also said that the experience that he had with me on that, on that unit, it was a big part of his future success. And he was really happy that it had happened. So, uh, that was cool. And then I said, Hey, I'll come by where you, cause he works locally. Uh, so I was like, I'll come by today and we'll, we'll talk. So that happened this morning. Uh, I went by, uh, popped in on him and then we went and sat, uh, somewhere private and quiet and, uh, kind of had that conversation. 
And it was really interesting because there was a part, I always wanted to do it, but there was a kind of a part of me that didn't really think it was going to happen because it's a weird conversation to have. Uh, I was oddly comfortable with it. Uh, I think it's because I've had a lot of these types of conversations and I also uh, am routinely exhausted, so it's a little hard for me to get nervous. Um, but yeah, I uh, I got to sit down with him today, and I could tell he he was a little nervous. I think, but I I can understand that being I, the other reason why I feel like I don't get nervous is I I feel like when I'm in work situations like this, I feel like I've got armor on when I'm in senior mode, right? Where it's like. I'm just a normal dude, and I think a lot of that comes across in this podcast, but uh, when I'm at work and I have my uniform on, I'm acutely aware of how I'm perceived, especially by juniors, and so it's it's real easy to be in a situation like that and not feel that weirdness, like that angst of the social situation because I'm senior and they're junior, right? And it's like, it's just that that understanding that I, I mean, I know that there's a little bit of intimidation there almost always, unless you have a pre-established relationship where they've grown very comfortable with you, which can be a good and bad thing depending on how far it's taken. But, but I can tell uh, being the junior guy in the conversation, there was a little bit of nerves there, but he knows me pretty well. Uh, I think it was just more the awkwardness of that type of a conversation where we're kind of, we're both, we both have to humble ourselves. We both have to get a little vulnerable and, and say, you know, like, hey, I screwed these things up. And uh, and like he was saying, he screwed these things up and these are the things I could have done better. It's it's a hard thing to uh, bypass your pride and t- take that ownership of, especially of mistakes like that. And, and a lot of them were based on, I, I've relayed some of the stories and I won't rehash all of them, but based on some of the interactions we had, I mean, we've, we almost got in a fist fight once for like was right like a two seconds away from a fist fight a few other times there's there's some screaming matches and it was definitely a pretty combative relationship for a while when i was his chief uh and so it was you know like to take ownership of that type of error of that type of immaturity on both of our our parts right uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's you got to have some self awareness and some humility and be willing to have that type of a conversation. And I think that was almost the coolest part of it is we both have apparently eaten giant slices of humble pie and been able to uh, share that type of a conversation and and take ownership of our actions and and be to for two grown men with male pride it's it's a mother uh to sit be able to sit down and have that type of a conversation in the way that it went it was one of the easiest conversations i've ever had in that vein i mean it was like we were just two dudes talking uh sharing those those perspectives uh i was asking him some questions like like what was it that what was it that kind of flipped the switch for you as far as um, I, I was asking myself the question this whole time, like, why wasn't I the leader for you? And I, I think I came to some of my own conclusions. Uh, I knew I was immature and growing as a chief. Uh, and, and I thought he was kind of in the same place, but in a different area of his progression. But I, I was also I also spent a lot of time thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like I. I analyzed that situation a lot about like, what do I need to do to get through to this kid? Uh, And I, back then I made, I thought I had made every effort. I thought I had exhausted every 
avenue. Like I I exhausted every tool that I had available to me at the time because I like now I know I didn't have the right tool, but because he was a guy and we talked about this too, where he needed a type of reassurance uh, and approval for me as an authority figure and leader before he would engage and buy in and, and perform. And I, at the time, was very unwilling to give that to him until he earned it. And so we were caught in a similar negative feedback loop of what, of what I talked about uh, in the last Spin the Yarn, where uh, it was, I it, one of us needed to break the cycle, and it, it was clearly supposed to be me as the leader that should have understood that, hey, his a motivator he has is he needs some approval and reassurance from me that he's doing the right thing and that I, I, I'm, I got his, I got his back and I'm there for him kind of thing. And, and I thought I had provided the baseline of that, but I wasn't willing to like praise him or like give him some kind of approval until he earned it. And I, I should have found a way to do that. And now I have the tools to do that. Now I have the perspective to understand how I can do that without jeopardizing some important things in his development to make him think that the the heart the cart's going to be coming before the horse right like it's it's something I could have done to get past that barrier and my successor did do that that was something else that we talked about is the chief that relieved me awesome guy still real good buddies with him to this day uh, amazing leader and he but he was a little more He's a little more mellow than me, more uh, personable, and he had already acquired the skill of taking time to really show an interest in and get to know his people in a way that I think I did with some of the other guys that I could relate to more closely. But this guy showed up and I had an issue with him pretty quickly. So it's like I never I kind of skipped that step. I went right to to pushing him to perform and do the things he was supposed to do. And then he kept not doing them. And then we got into this accountability cycle and then it was combative. And I just never took the time to, to get his buy-in via showing a genuine interest in him and his personal life and his family and everything like that. Like, which he was a young single guy at the time. So it didn't occur to me, you know, and I don't know. It, I almost feel like I'm I'm making some excuses at this point and I'm not at all. I should have found a way to make this work and it's on me that it didn't happen. And and I've talked about that a lot too, where my inability to get him to respond to me as a leader is my failure as a leader. And I take 100% ownership of that. But we're having this conversation and he kind of explained to me that one of the triggers where where the turnaround started was that my relief did that. It was the first thing he did, sat him down, took, he took him out to dinner, I think, because he didn't want to do it at work. And they sat down and he got to know him and like what drives him and everything like that. And I'm like, "Eh, it seems super obvious to me now, (laughs) but back then for whatever reason, and we were super busy and op tempo and blah, blah, blah. But again, I, I can find time to do something like that. Uh, we're all going home and eating meals at the end of the day. And it's something that I should have done. And that was one of the things that worked really well for him was I think he, I think it was a absence of me. Like, cause I, in his world at the time I was a stressor. So you take that stressor away. You got this new guy coming in with a fresh perspective and he, that's how he approached it. So he was very open to that new chief and responded to that. And then he transferred to another unit and he had basically taken from me and, and then that subsequent chief who kind of made him realize that, that I was trying to take care of him and I was trying to develop him. And, and he was frustrating that that those attempts quite a bit. But uh, 
he kind of thought about that. And he's like, man, he was really trying to look, to look out for me and develop me and teach me the right way to do things. And then this new chief is doing the same things and saying some of the same things, but he approached it differently. And so it kind of made him realize, oh, okay, I need to readjust my worldview and grow up a little bit so that I can start fresh and go to this new unit with a, a clean slate and just go attack it. And that's exactly what he did. And from all accounts, like I, I talked to a few chiefs that I ran into a, a, after his time on that unit and he crushed it, did really well, uh, high level of knowledge type of guy, started just killing everything, got mapped, like, uh, and then moved on to a shore duty where he's he's about to roll back to sea now. And that's where I talked to him today. And from all accounts there, man, doing really well, uh, very relied upon as, as a subject matter expert, which you got to understand from the perspective I had in my head, I'm like, that melts my brain a little bit, but it's also the coolest thing ever to see that, to see that I, I was a little afraid that I had stunted his growth or that I had like, cause you, you worry not just that everybody's going to succeed, right? But that at some point they're going to fail and it's going to be failure on a scale that's irrecoverable. And I was worried particularly with this sailor that I had done something to, to take him off the path that would have led him to either separating or just failing really hard and and getting higher tenured out or getting kicked out for disciplinary issues or whatever and that I had maybe been the beginning of that right and thank god I'm not like and, and he was he was that one that I had that I was just like god like what did I do and uh it was it was really interesting really cool to have that conversation and to for him to be open to it and to have that type of a conversation with me, I mean, it, it meant a lot to me, and I think that it meant a lot to him, and it was extremely productive, not just for my own peace of mind, which selfishly, that was a little bit of it, where I wanted to know, like, did I break you, or, or what, like, or was I just such a poor leader at the time that you needed someone else to, to make that light switch flip, and that wasn't the case, uh, actually thanked me for how much effort I put into getting him on the right path. And he said that time on that unit was a big part of the reason why he is where he is now. And so that was really cool. Um, but again, I mean, we kept talking about it. I'm like, we both could have done a lot of things better. And that's kind of how we left it where we, we agreed like, yeah, I mean, obviously we could have done things way better. And I explained to him a little bit cause he was actually working with another one of my guys from the boat, my last boat where I got to do my second chief's tour. And it's like, I got to, I got to learn from the prior experiences and do a lot of things right that I had previously screwed up. And, uh, it was pretty cool to compare and contrast those things and, and have that conversation. That's, that's really it. I mean, I just wanted to relay that experience because I think it's, it was super productive if not just for the like warm fuzzy feeling, it was like it was super productive to be able to sit down and look back and let all the bad stuff like the negativity fall away and have a grown up conversation about, hey, what did I do wrong? What did you do wrong? And what lessons can we pull from that to move forward and do better? And and that's what he's about to go do. He's about to go back to see uh, in, a, in a senior position and, and excel, I'm sure. Uh, and, and I let him know I'm a resource for him going forward as well if he needs any help in that position, which, which previously again, like, so we kind of rebuilt that connection because previously we kind of left on bad terms. And that was one of the reasons he reached out to me is he's like, I kind of felt like we left it in on, on a pretty poor way. And we kind of did. Uh, it, it was really just like, I just transferred and turned him over to the next guy. Cause I ran out of time and I briefed him on all the things and uh, the new chief approached it exactly the right way. So, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot, 
of of goodness to be had from an interaction like that. And if you're in a position where that you have one of those, like you have one of those former sailors that there was an interaction like that, or maybe you sent them a mast and there was an accountability piece and you're looking back at it like, man, I wish I could get that one back. Uh, or not like now you have the tools to go back and, and be better because that's one of the things I think there's a lot of like regret sometimes or, um, yeah, just like regrets, probably a too strong of a word. Just like you wish you could have done better, and it's it's rough because you get all this experience and you learn all these new things, and then it's like when you get to go back and do it again, which I think it's a little unique for me because I I was young when I made chief, so I got to do a chief's tour a little earlier than most people would. So then by the time I was a senior chief, it was like I had to go back to see and do what would have normally in my normal progression been my chief's tour. Uh, and it was like a, it was different. It was a department chief thing. And I, I did a lot of other things that I didn't do on my first tour, but I was also this, in the same divisional LCPO position, uh, that I was the first time around. So I got to, I got to do it a lot better than I did the first time around because it was almost like, I, oh, I've seen this movie before, you know, like, and I know how to avoid those pitfalls because I already know where they all are, you know, and not that I didn't make mistakes, but it's a lot easier to do when I've already gotten to go through once. And then it's like, I learned all those lessons and, and have all those scars. Right. And it's like, I get to go back and remember that pain and be like, Oh, okay, no, I'm not doing that the same way I'm doing this. Now, now I know how to successfully navigate that. And, uh, a lot of goodness to be had by having these types of conversations, because I think we all have those moments or those experiences in leadership where we wish we would have had all the tools and perspective and knowledge and experience that we have now to apply back then, but we didn't. So the best you can do since we don't have a time machine is go have this this type of a conversation. Go back, swallow your pride and have a humble conversation with that sailor and just like, hey, what did you think of that experience? What did you think of me as a leader at the time? How did, what are the things that you think I did wrong? What are, if any, the things that you thought you did wrong and how could we have done better to, to help you succeed back then instead of you having to go through more of the growing pains, which like sometimes I think that adversity is necessary, but it's, it, there's a lot of things I could have done better to have that growth happen more productively and a little earlier, I think. And, uh, yeah, I again, if you have that opportunity and you have access to that sailor, which I mean, I, you, we all do. You got FaceTime and cell phones and all that other stuff to have that type of a conversation. I strongly recommend doing it. Uh, I was really happy we got to do this and uh, I got a lot out of it. I think he got a lot out of it. And uh, if nothing else, like even if we hadn't got all of that goodness out of it, which I don't see how you wouldn't. Uh, we're reconnected in a way that provides me as a resource for him uh, going forward in the future, which is always a good thing. So if you need anything or if you have an experience like this or you want to talk further about it, hit me up. Don't give up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the shit podcast. Or you can DM me on Instagram or Reddit. We got the subreddit, DGUTS podcast at DGUTS podcast on Instagram. Uh, hit us up if you need anything. Ask questions, comments, concerns. Uh, share, like, subscribe, review all the things. Uh, help us get the word out. And uh, if you want to support the podcast in any way, shape, or form, check out dgutspodcast.com slash shop. Uh, all kinds of goodies there that helps us uh, pay all the bills associated with the podcast. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship. Don't give up the ship.